0: Everyone, welcome back to the Fix live in the Prop Swap studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And as I've mentioned throughout the show already, another interesting NFL against the spread game by game. And a couple of them stick out. Uh, you know, Falcons traveling to New Orleans with a uh, Drew Breesless Saints team. Uh, you have the undefeated Steelers. Can, can they cover that big number? Green Bay failed to do so against Jacksonville last week. Titans and Ravens. There's a plenty of storylines. And uh, I'm excited to bring back Jeff Parles, host of the Parlaycast, cast, executive producer of content with Book It HQ, uh, back for me this week to discuss this NFL Week 11 slate. Uh, Jeff, you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it, right? All right, man. Let's have some fun. So how about we start off with that Falcons-Saints game? And I'm getting the line, uh, depending on what you see, Jeff. Saints, four-and-a-half-point favorites, and I expect that to maybe change a little bit more between now and kickoff. No Drew Brees, as I mentioned. The Falcons, three-and-one under Raheem Morris. Do you like the Falcons to cover here with uh, Jameis Winston on the other side?
1: So this is, I, this is a tough one because I don't know what New Orleans is exactly going to look like. Uh, we, with Jameis at quarterback, I would imagine we'll see a whole bunch of Taysom Hill. I know we saw a half uh, with Jameis as the number one quarterback with Breeze's uh, uh, rib injuries and that, and that punctured lung uh, or collapsed lung, I should say. Uh, but look, Atlanta's off the bye. And when these teams played last year, it produced one of the weirder results of the regular season. In this exact scenario, where Atlanta came off a buy, had a horrible record last year coming off that buy, and won in New Orleans as a double-digit road dog, um, a little bit different here. Obviously, Atlanta has been playing better going into their bye than they were early in the year. Obviously, it cost Dan Quinn his job. Uh, they've won their last two. Granted, it was Carolina uh, in a weird short week game where the Panthers just didn't play particularly well, and. And against the Broncos, who just aren't a particularly good football team. So uh, in the end here, though, I probably am going to stay off. I would lean Atlanta. I wish I would have gotten it earlier in the week before Breeze was officially ruled out. You could have gotten six uh, on Monday. But uh, right now, I'll probably get to stay off. I wouldn't be shocked if it closes at three, though, uh, also, Ryan. I know it's sitting at four. uh, But I wouldn't be shocked if we get a three when this is all said and done.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I'm and I agree with everything you said. I'm leaning towards Falcons, but you just don't know. Like you could obviously would not shock us if Sean Payton's able to reel Winston in and they have some success and uh they cover that number. It might be a game to just stay away from uh for this week. Uh all right, moving on. Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Washington to take on the football team and the football team is favored by a point and a half. And the Bengals, Joe Burrow looks awesome, but they haven't been able to translate that into wins. But they have against the spread, six and three against the spread. Despite their two six and one record, is this a spot where Cincy can go in there and and win and maybe cover if they lose by one?
1: So Cincy, uh, last time we saw them, obviously Sunday, they played. A pretty poor game at Pittsburgh, uh, bad weather again on the road. Uh, we've seen that now twice with Burrow and company. Bad road, bad weather, road game, very bad outcome in their games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Again, the opponent this weekend, <laughs> football team is no Baltimore or no Pittsburgh. That's for sure in that regard. Uh, the weather is supposed to be okay. It's not supposed to be overly windy. It's going to be overcast. Uh, there in Landover this weekend, so that would be a spot where I would actually take the Bengals outright. Uh, in, in this spot, I would anticipate that they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, I'm still not buying that Alex Smith is is a uh, NFL caliber quarterback at this point, even though he's thrown thrown for over 300 yards in both of his uh, in his last two games. Uh, again, the giant game was one where they just kept turning the ball over, and in this past week, Detroit stopped playing and did their usual nonsense, but. I I would lean Cincy here. I think there's a pretty good spot for Burrow and company to win a road game uh, and and get it done again against Washington. It would be their first road win of the year. Obviously they have the tie earlier in the year uh, against the Eagles, but I I like, I like Cincy to win outright uh, against the uh, football team.
0: The Detroit lions traveling down to Charlotte, North Carolina and Charlotte didn't fare so well against Tom Brady in a game that Tampa wanted to get right. And, uh, the Detroit Lions getting a point and a half as well. And the Detroit Lions, Jeff, are, are kind of, they're hard to predict. They're not a team that I'm certainly going to want to rush to put my money on uh, four and five against the spread. Who do you like in this matchup?
1: You know what? I'm going to stay off. I want to see who's actually playing quarterback in these games. Fair point. There's quite, <laughs> there's questions about both starters in this one, Bridgewater and Stafford. So I'm gonna stay off. I I think this is one uh, where, look, if Stafford is able to go, Detroit's probably a a one-point road favorite. If he's unable to go, uh, if if he's unable to go and Bridgewater's able to go, I mean, it just there's too many unknowns right now. So I'm just gonna stay off. uh, And you know what? Even when I know who's playing quarterback, I I would stay off of this matchup. I, I don't really have a feel, even if Stafford and Bridgewater were completely healthy.
0: Yeah, I'm completely with you. There's plenty of other games to be had uh, in NFL Week 11, so let's get to some of them. The New England Patriots, we were writing their obituaries a couple weeks ago. Maybe not you, Jeff, uh, but here they are with a chance to get to 500 going up against this rough, around the edges, Houston Texans team. And the Patriots are also a a point-and-a-half favorite on the road, are you taking Belichick and the boys to get back to 500 here?
1: I am. I I don't – this is one of those lines where, again, you're seeing twos come in. Uh, I, I would expect this to actually close three. Uh, Houston's just awful. They're just a bad football team. And, and, again, I don't think New England's particularly good. I really, I really don't. But I, I'm going to trust that New England's defense is actually going to be able to slow down Uh, Deshaun Watson enough and Deshaun Watson has Has plenty of problems this year uh, Without DeAndre Hopkins and New England uh, And I think New England will be able To move the ball against Houston I mean everyone has basically this year Even Jacksonville has moved the ball twice uh, In both of their games against Houston So I I think this is a New England Victory uh, by by At least a touchdown so I, I would be Comfortable even though again I don't like Laying points on the road with a team that I don't think Is particularly good but Houston is really bad, so I, I have no problem laying with New England here.
0: The Pittsburgh Steelers, and I mentioned this to start our conversation, Jeff, 10-point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. I don't know what to make of that Jacksonville cover last week. Like It's not enough for me to go run and, and take them with the points. There's a lot of the haters or, or people that aren't sold on Pittsburgh, and, and I get this. They've been in a lot of close games, but... They're 7-2 and two against the spread, and they're the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL. For me, I'm probably just staying away from it. Um, I, I don't know if you like a side more than I do
1: here. I'm going to stay off. I'm going to stay off. If you made me bet it, I would take the points with Jacksonville uh, I, because I think a lot of these good teams that are going to see Jacksonville down the stretch are going to sleepwalk through this because, oh, it's a team that's tanking. It's a team that's starting a rookie and Jake Luden to just see what he is. Uh, this is an easy game for for us uh, from the perspective of a team that's competing for football for uh, for, for playoff position uh, this year, uh, Ryan. And we saw it last week with Green Bay. They slept walk. They didn't cover. They only won by four. Jacksonville actually had the ball and a chance to win on the last possession of the game. So I, I, I would imagine that this uh, will be a lot tighter than it should be. And we still, again, we almost got it two weeks ago. We Pittsburgh's undefeated. So that means we still have not gotten the completely absurd, horrible road loss to a bad football team that Mike Tomlin usually, Mike Tomlin coach team usually has once a year. So uh, I don't think that will come here. I think Pittsburgh will win the game, but I think they are going to sleepwalk. So if you made me take a side, I would take the points with the lowly Jags
0: and the Steelers do have their matchup Thanksgiving against the Ravens looming yes, the week after. So that's something to consider. Speaking of the Ravens, they're at home against the team that knocked them out in the playoffs. And they're favored by six against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans up and down here, um, three and six against the spread. They haven't been great uh, for, for betting them. Certainly I-, I lean towards the Titans, but I think I'm a little bit of a Lamar Jackson hater. Um, if you put a gun to my head, Jeff, I might just not even bet this. I haven't bet it yet. Uh, Do you like anything that stands out here in this game?
1: Uh, I, I, uh, I'm probably going to stay off, even though I think six is probably a good number on Tennessee, as long as you're getting, getting six or more, and it's probably the right side to grab. Uh, the Titans have been in a funk recently, uh, losing two out of the last three. Uh, that only win was against that hapless bear offense which uh, that game tightened at the end. But uh, look, uh, but this is a, all of a sudden for both of these teams, this is an extraordinarily important game because Baltimore, as you said, has the Steelers looming on Thanksgiving. Uh, if Baltimore loses this game, that would be a, a chance to lose four out of five, which would have been something that would have been really unthinkable for this Raven team going into the year that that could happen to them at any point. And the Titans, I mean, look, the Titans get Indianapolis next week. And Indianapolis has Tennessee's number. They dominated them last week. Uh, and, and all of a sudden here, uh, the Titans may be in a scenario where they have to win a bunch of games to make sure that they get in the playoffs. So this is a really important game for both teams. I like Baltimore to win, but this feels like a one-score game. So uh, if you can still get six, I would take it. There's a lot of five and a half in the market. Uh, I probably would stay off of that because I could absolutely see a Baltimore win by six. So... Uh, this is a tough one. I also, also too, uh, Ryan, I, I, would, I would go over as well. I would go over to 49-and-a-half uh, a, a, on this one uh, just because I, Tennessee's defense stinks. The only concern, obviously, in Baltimore games is when they're right, they run, run the ball and take, take uh, time off the clock. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I expect this game to have a little bit of scoring, so I would go over to 49-and-a-half. Uh, that would probably be the play that I would like the most at the moment.
0: Skipping over some games that aren't the best games this week, and I want to get to a good one: the Packers in Indy taking on the Colts, and the Packers, Jeff, getting one and a half. I love Green Bay in this spot. Um, I, I know you've been. Correct me if I'm wrong. Backing Indy a little bit, and and you've been right more times than wrong. Indy has played particularly well. Philip Rivers is a little bit of a wild card, especially at the ripe age of 39, that's ancient in the NFL years. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just feeling like the Packers can definitely go into the, in the Indy and win this game outright. So if you're giving me a point and a half, I'm going to take it and live with it.
1: I, I, I'm going to stay off here. I'm going to stay off because, I, I look, I actually th- – I, I was surprised that Green Bay uh, was the favorite in the look ahead. I was surprised – that, it, and then I was surprised that Indy was only favored by one. Uh, and but look, I, I I actually do think Green Bay will win this game. But the one thing is, is that Green Bay has struggled against elite defenses over the last two years since Lafleur has taken over the head coaching job. And Indianapolis, with Darius Lan- Leonard healthy, to me is a top five defense in the league. So to me, I this is a this is a really difficult one. This is going to be one, and I'm going to be looking for in game opportunities because I think there will be some here, depending on who actually looks like they want to play that day and who actually showed up for this game. Uh, But uh, this is really, really difficult. I think this line is right. Uh, The one and a half two is probably right with Indianapolis lane, but I'm going to stay off. If you made me pick, I would take the Packers outright, but uh, I'm going to stay off here, Ryan. This is just a tough, a tough game.
0: Jeff, I'm with you in almost all of these games. And and I don't know if it's just, we're getting later into the season, but, It feels like more so than previous years. I I don't have a firm grasp on a lot of these games as as we get later into the year. And I've been leaning more and more on my live betting option. Like you have to remember, you know, I, I do these segments. I do the show every night, five nights a week, and I'm dissecting these games against the spread. Listeners are, are dying for picks. And I have to say it every night, Jeff, because, it's not a cop out. It's just a smart way to approach it. You have the live betting option; utilize it.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, especially in a year where uh, it's not like past years where you can go out and bet these things on Monday and have full confidence that the full complement of players are going to be there. True. Uh, so, so I mean, this is again. I, I last last year living in Vegas, uh, I, I really did use utilize in game more. Than uh, than than pregame betting I, this year even more so especially at the college ranks Ryan I mean yeah. I, I I think I've bet I think I've bet five college games the entire year pregame all my other college bets have been in game this year so uh, it definitely is a scenario where utilize it, it it's there obviously with being in in, in 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 New Jersey or if you're listening in Pennsylvania I mean you have all the in game options you have so many outs at this point that you can basically find a line that's a point and a half to your favor in comparison to a different book. So uh, utilize it, absolutely utilize it in 2020, utilize it going forward, because that's in the end, I think, Ryan, more than anything, uh, the future of this business is that we're going to see people betting more in game than they are pregame. I I really do think that is the case. I think it's a, it's a better way to make money. And especially this year betting in game instead of betting these pregame.
0: Yeah, I'm completely with you. A couple more here for Jeff. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas, you just mentioned, uh, your old stomping grounds, and the Chiefs are eight-point favorites on the road, depending where you look. Of course, seven-and-a-half to eight-and-a-half there. Everyone's back in Kansas City. At least that's what it feels like. I haven't actually even looked at looked at the updated public money, uh, but it just feels like Kansas City is the popular pick here. Laying eight. Is this a statement game, a revenge game for Andy Reid and Mahomes? And are you confident backing
1: that? Yeah, I am. I am. Look, Ryan, I don't have to tell you how good Andy Reid is off a bye. (laughs) Uh, I don't have to tell you that. Everyone in this area knows Andy Reid is essentially unbeatable off the bye. And you're getting Vegas. The Chiefs are drawing Vegas. Again, this would would be one that I, I would actually be handicapping slightly different with a crowd in the building. Uh there are no fans in the stands at all. Uh, there at Allegiant Stadium, uh, just uh, just uh, there off the strip in Vegas, uh, and also too, I mean, eight of of Vegas's eleven starting defenders are in COVID protocol right now. Right. Uh, none of them have tested positive for COVID, other than Clea Farrell. So one of the eight, but the other ones, the other seven. Are still in protocol, and, we, and they're not going to practice this week. And this is not a good week; they're not at practice. And keep in mind too, when Vegas went to Kansas City and won earlier this year, that was because the Kansas City defense failed. It wasn't that the Kansas City offense failed. Derek Carr, the best game of his entire NFL career in that game, in a forty to thirty-two win uh, at Arrowhead. But this this feels like Kansas City makes a statement, and also too, this is an MVP statement game for Mahomes. He's the favorite now to win the MVP. He's thrown 25 touchdowns to one interception. And uh, I would expect a big outing on primetime like Mahomes has done throughout his career so far, like he did in week three against Baltimore. I think this is a Kansas City multi-score win. So I have no qualms with laying eight in this spot.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. I I think you have to back Kansas city and feel really good about doing so. Uh, The Rams traveling to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's favored by four. I mentioned earlier, Tampa taking care of business in Charlotte. Uh, Is this game a trap game for, for Tom Brady and Tampa? They're also a team that they're, they're good. They're, they're good to elite. They're in that tier, but there's also that little voice in the back of my head. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't know. They've slipped up uh, enough this season as well to make you skeptical.
1: You know, it's I. I, This is this honestly is a game where I want to start learning more about the Rams because the Rams are the Rams are a playoff team. Just to get the NFC playoff picture, I I know it's only I know we're not even at Thanksgiving yet, Ryan. But the NFC playoff picture with the Bears falling off after that great start is pretty clear at this point. We're going to get a bad team out of the NFC East. We're going to get New Orleans and Tampa out of this South. We're gonna get Green Bay out of the North, and we're gonna get three teams Seattle, Los Angeles, and Arizona in some order, out of the NFC West. And look, the NFC West is for the taking. The game, uh, the game now that's getting played tonight is gonna to be one obviously that goes a long way towards it as well. Big one. But but the Rams have the tiebreaker on Seattle right now, and have both games remaining with Arizona. So don't discount the Rams' chances of winning the NFC West. If they're a real threat to be anything more than an NFC West champion, they got to go to Tampa and at least play this game tight. Because obviously the earlier game they played in Florida this year against Miami was an absolute disaster for Jared Goff. But I think the other thing too with this also, Ryan, uh, Andrew Whitworth is not playing. He is in the injury. And last year we saw the Rams when their offensive line was hurt and they had to play multiple combinations. It all fell apart. So this would be this is a, a twofold for the Rams. How do they adjust without their their arguably their best offensive lineman who's out for multiple weeks? And how do they do going on a road to again Tampa's clearly a top three team in the NFC. How do they do here? I'm probably going to stay off because uh, I think Tampa laying four is correct. Uh, and, and the total, I think, is in 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 the right ballpark too. Even though I would lean to the under at 48 and a half, the problem is these games this year, for the most part, have just been so outrageous scoring-wise that anything in the 40s at this point, unless if the teams are just so inept, or you get a weather game like you did in Cleveland last week, uh, it's just tough to go under anything that's below the mid the low 50s at this point.
0: Last one here for you, Jeff, and I'm, I'm uh, wrapping it up with you with the Eagles game. The, the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Cleveland, Cleveland getting that standard three at home. Nick Chubb, welcome back. My goodness, uh, bursted onto the scene for over 200 rushing yards last week. Is this one going to get ugly or can the Eagles find
1: a way to at least cover this three-point number? I have no idea what to expect <laughs> out of this game. I this is I, So I go through each, the slate every week and basically put an X through a game that I do not want anything to do with, at least from the traditional sense, because there probably will be some touchdown props that I try in this game. I just have to see how the numbers come out tomorrow when they normally come out for the Sunday games. Um, but this one got a big giant X in it for side and total. <laughs> I have no idea uh, because, again, the total of 47 and a half, with the way Cleveland has played yet, I would probably dictate to under, but who the heck knows with how the Eagles' defense – and look, the Eagles' defense they, – they, everyone points to Carson Wentz having a bad year. The Eagles' defense is bad, too. Yeah. This is just, this is just a, bad, a, a bad football team that may win the division just because they're in a historically awful division. But it wouldn't shock me, knowing Cleveland's past history and, and knowing how Cleveland has looked, and I still don't trust the Browns of being that good. It wouldn't shock me if the Eagles went there and won this game. So this is a big giant X. No thank you. I have no idea what to make of this game. And uh I I I will say this, Ryan, too, uh so I'm not ending on just basically a giant X through a football game. <laughs> I got I, I I I call me crazy here, but the Jets are winning at, at Los Angeles, the Chargers this weekend as a nine okay. and a half point dog. That's my big bomber play of the week. I'm taking wow. the Jets outright at plus three dollars right now. Um, north of $3 uh, plus 350 plus 370 out there right now so go find your best number I'm on the Jets to win outright this week Ryan so uh, there you go uh, instead of ending with saying a game that I want absolutely nothing to do with I'll throw you what would be one of the bigger upsets of the year based off the odds and honestly a big upset of the Jets winning any game this year so that's how that, that's how uh, that's how I'll go with it. I'll give you a different shade of green there to end things I love it. You dropped the bomb on us to end, and there's no better way
0: to end things. And I'll throw in, too, road dogs this season have had a lot of success, both against the spread and even straight up. So two bad teams there. If you're under the, the line of thinking that the Jets are going to get one here before the season ends, this is the perfect week uh, to back that play there, Jeff. So I, I like it. And that's a good way to end things. I, I appreciate it as always, my friend. Be sure to follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Parles. Uh Enjoy the rest of your week and uh, good luck over the weekend. Brian, thanks for having me, man. Of course, always, Jeff. I appreciate it.